The Montreal Canadiens are proud to select. The Montreal Canadiens select Carey Price. Cole Caulfield. Avec notre premier choix, Uri Slavkovsky. Hey Habs fans, Safia Ahmed here. I'm one of the producers for the History in the Making podcast and work for the Canadians in the marketing department. We have a special episode for you today. In honor of Black History Month, we invited journalist Meeker Gary to moderate a conversation between Canadians defenseman Jordan Harris and retired NHLer and former Hab George Larac to talk about Black history and their experiences in hockey. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. So we're going to talk about black history, and the first question uh, I asked myself was like, okay, George, I know George worked together. It was like, Jordan Harris? Like, why? And then I was told, oh, Jordan's dad is black. Um, is that something that you get a lot in hockey in general or in life in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, like you'll get the comments like, oh, I didn't know that was your dad. Like, he, he's really well known around the Massachusetts area because he, he coached a lot growing up. Like he coached me and my brother growing up. So, um, you know, like everyone knows him around the area as like the hockey coach. It's funny. He looks more of a football player too <laughs> than, a, than a hockey coach. But how does that make you feel? Because I know my daughter is going to have that as well. She's, uh, she's very like, she's blonde in summer and sometimes she gets darker, but people are like, oh, that's your daughter. I'm like, yeah, that's my daughter. I'm not keeping that daughter just for fun. Uh, but. How does that make you feel to, to know that your dad has a different life experience because of the way he looks and you have a different experience because of the way you look? It's really unique because you don't really see many you know, black hockey players. So I think it's really cool to, to have a father you know, who, who's gone through it. And, and I think it's surprising and it kind of it points out you know, the stereotypes that people make. You know, first of all, like, um, it just shows you know, maybe unbiased uh that they have you know um they see you know a white hockey player they right. figure it's white parents i don't think there's any like bad meaning behind right. them saying that like oh i didn't know yeah. that was your father but it, it just kind of shows that maybe some of those thoughts happen mm -hmm. you know automatically well someone who could have been your father is Jean Larac mm -hmm. because he looks like a football player yeah. <laughs> and he's old enough to be your dad yeah. right I, i figured earlier i was thinking it was like how old is george now yeah old enough to be jordan's dad <laughs> but george you grew up in a time maybe closer to jordan's dad Uh, and it was pretty much in your face being black in Quebec. Uh, I remember seeing you play here in Montreal, but also in junior. And I know it was hard for you from hearing from your story and all that. How did you live or how did you go through being a black hockey player in a very white environment? Uh, it's uh, by a, with a role model. Um, you know, we often say role model is what makes you and helps you succeed. And uh, when I was going through uh, all the racism while I was playing hockey, uh, I fall into, by coincidence, the book of Jackie Robinson. There's a kid version of his autobiography right. that explained uh, what he had to go through to become the first black player to play baseball. And when I read it, since there was no role model really in the NHL for me, um, I was like, the racism that I'm going through is normal. I have to go through that to make it just like he did. So what I did, contrary to a lot of kids that, that unfortunately maybe didn't cope with racism the same way, is I used it as a motivation like it did to prove everyone wrong. So every time I got called name, other than being hard on myself and affecting me, which would affect my game, I was like, just as, this is just like Jackie, the same process. Just play harder and use it as a motivation. And when I made it to the NHL, I thank mm -hmm. all, everybody that called me names 
because I told them they gave me the additional fuel I needed to make it. Because the reason why I stuck with hockey, because I had a choice to make at 15 years old between three sports, is because of racism, because I wanted to be a role model, and because I wanted to pick a sport that everybody said that I couldn't do. What were the other sports? Uh, I had to pick between soccer, hockey, and football, American football. Yeah, football I can understand, but I've seen you play soccer. I'm not too sure you well, would have made I it. You saw me play soccer <laughs> at, 300, at 300 pounds. Yeah. But when I was 15, okay. I was playing, I was okay. not 300 pounds. But I remember getting your elbow in the face. That I remember. <laughs> It's actually a true story. Um, Jordan, your story, uh, you started hockey because of your dad. Uh, it's a little different story than George's uh, story. Um, What do you think about hockey? Because a lot of people are saying that it's hard for minorities to integrate into hockey, to get into hockey because it's a very uh, white sport. I'll give you an example. Like I'm in the media, but I've never had, like George said, never really had a model where um, in media in general, there aren't too many black reporters or black columnists. In your case, you had a role model who's black, who is in the hockey world, But I'm guessing he told you how different it was for him than his friends. Mm-hmm. Was that something that helped you understand a little bit the, the, the culture of hockey and how things are different maybe for some of your teammates? Definitely, yeah. And, and you know, growing up with him, you know, as my role model, as, you know, a hockey player, and we spent so much time together on the ice. And, and you know, I found myself really fortunate to have that background. Um, You know, having him as that role model was so important. And, and I was talking to, to George before about, you know, my family and, and my dad was adopted and, and the family adopted him as, you know, white and Jewish. And, and, and you know, they couldn't physically look more different than my dad and, and his two siblings that were also adopted and are black. And um, you see them interact together in there, you know, as tight as could be. And I find myself really privileged to grow up that way and just seeing, you know, how people are and, and and I think that you know it's really unfortunate that hockey players um, you know of color have to you know surpass that barrier of, of being seen you know as a black hockey player as a minority hockey player when at the end of the day they're just hockey, hockey players, player right? who just you know want to be the best that they can and and have fun how important is black history George talked about Jackie Robinson about the fact that what he had to go through but how important it's black history in your family um pretty important i mean uh, we don't talk about it too too much um i i think that you know with black history coming up and, and having more conversations about it it's, it's so important to celebrate you know the figures in sports but also you know in society and um who have you know pushed the the barriers um and you know push the culture in, in hockey and And, uh, and I think it's great that, you know, we're talking about it now. For you, George, how important is black history? I know Haitian history is very important. I remember you scoring a goal here uh, the day, I think it was uh, within days. or After the, the earthquake, yeah. After the earthquake. I think it was one or two days later. Yeah. Uh, we're playing a game. You scored a goal. And I know it was always important for you to represent. And obviously, it's in your faith. You, you can't hide it. But it was always important for you to voice how important it is for you how important was it for you when you were growing up well you know when you go through so much racism to make in the nhl you know that there's many other minorities that that hope to be making it but unfortunately uh they won't have the strength that someone like jordan will have to pursue their dream uh 
you know, with all the, you know, the remarks that they might be getting, right? And the more that we talk about it, about how it's, it's possible, about the success stories, the more we talk about it, the more it's going to give them the courage to pursue their dreams. Because, you know, yes, Black History Month is important for awareness, but uh, we know that racism is not going to be solved tomorrow. But every time we talk about it, there's a kid that is listening to us that is going through some difficulties that is going to give them the strength to pursue. And it's only with people like Jordan that are accepting to talk about their story that is going to help. Mm -hmm. And all we could do is help, give tools, and then uh, there'll be other success stories like Jordan that will eventually be in front of cameras, talk about their stories to inspire the kids. I want to bounce on that because I think you, you, you pretty much talk about your, your background, about your family's background. And you're, I can say you're proud of that also. Um, how important is it for you to be also a role model for kids? Because if I was surprised, I know a lot of kids will be surprised to be like, oh my God, okay, Jordan Harris has a black history background. His, his dad is black and it's great. I can probably make it also. And it won't be, it won't be a barrier for my, my career. Uh, how important is it for you to be a role model? Oh, it's huge, especially, you know, playing for the Canadians, and that's a huge honor, first of all. But I think, you know, it's not just, okay, just to be a hockey player. I think, like, when you get to, you know, this point in your career, and, and I'm just starting mine, and, and hopefully it's a long one, but I think part of that comes a responsibility to, to give back and, and really share, you know, your experiences and maybe some of the things that you've gone through or learned along the way. Um, because there are young kids out there that are maybe, you know, doubting, you know, uh, like, how do I navigate this? Do I really have what it takes? Uh, maybe I don't look like the other kids out there. And that's so important because um, you never know where a kid might be in a stage of his career or life. And, and, uh, and you know, I'm starting to see how much impact um, you have having the, the platform that we do as hockey players. Like, like we've been working our whole lives um, to get to this point in our life. And, and now I feel like there's a greater meaning to it at the end of the day. And, and um, like my, my girlfriend lives in Calgary and, and she's coaching a, a team and there's a mixed race kid on the team. And, and, um, and I got a chance to speak to the kids when we played in, in Calgary and, and meet the players. And, and she was like, hey, like this player would love to, to talk to you. He's a mixed, uh, he has a mixed background and, and he really looks up to you. And that like meant so much to me because I was like, this kid, um, you know, loves hockey and, and hopefully, you know, he, he makes it to the NHL one day, but just to know that um, there's a kid out there with a, a similar experiences who maybe I can just lend a couple words of advice or, or him to just see, you know, me playing for the, for the Canadians and think, okay, I can do that one day. Yeah. Like, like that was really cool and, and really uh, hit home. Um, I know you played with black players. Did you ever witness uh, something that made you uncomfortable and made you want to either teach someone or intervene or just say like, hey, like I have the same background and you're, you treat me differently than you're treating my teammate or whatsoever. Have you ever experienced something like that where you witnessed that full-on racism that George was telling us about? I haven't uh, personally, no. Um, it's more just like hearing stories like uh, playing with Jaden Struble. He's at school now and he's uh, a black hockey player and, and a great player. And, and he's a Canadian's prospect, as, as many people know. But and like we got a chance to, to sit down and, and talk about some of his experience as a hockey player. And just to hear, I mean, 
like what he's had to go through and other players in college and and you know throughout the different ranks of hockey and whatnot but um it just really you know it makes you feel for you know him and 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 players who you know at the end of the day they just want to be a hockey player and not you know have that maybe that title attached as a yeah, as black hockey player yeah. um and so it, it's really um unfortunate you know, at the end of the day that, you know, that there are those barriers in sports and specifically hockey. When you hear Jordan, uh, George, talk about his experience and, uh, I mean, I can see it. I mean, I've seen you play, I'm seeing him play, I see how hockey has evolved. Uh, but as a player, as an ex-player, you're still involved in hockey. Do you feel, do you see that progress? Or sometimes you're like, okay, it doesn't go fast enough. We're still talking about the same things like 20 years later. I don't want to make you yeah. older than you are, but. <laughs> no, th th there is progress. There, yeah. there is progress. Back in the times before me, Willow Ree was getting death threats. Mm -hmm. I didn't get death threats, but when I listen to him, uh, it's really encouraging to hear that he hasn't seen anything. Mm -hmm. So it is getting better. It's easy to say that, you know, it's not fast enough. We all wish that everything is solved. Yeah. today but life is not the way that it is but it's because uh, society has changed and now everybody is demanding change when this couple movement has been happening in the last couple of years we, you could see that the movement was coming from everyone there's just one, one race one nation there's a couple incidents sometimes there and there that needs to be adjusted but still um it's encouraging to see uh you know it's fun to see more minority getting more and more interested and uh, I was very glad and happy when I heard you say that you didn't hear anything because that's a move in the right direction mm -hmm. because you could have had, right? And man, 20 years ago, if you asked that question to any players, even mm -hmm. a non-minority one, they wouldn't mm -hmm. have said that. So it is a step mm -hmm. in the right direction. Okay, we're talking about black history, but guys, I want to just like throw it out there because I've been thinking and listening to you guys talk. Is it true? I never played like professionally hockey. I played mostly basketball and other sports. Uh, is it true to say that hockey is a very conservative sport? Because I, I'm listening, and honestly, like it goes to like from like small mini details, like the music playing in the arenas. Okay, I go to a lot of football games, baseball games, obviously NBA games, and like I see the players dancing, I see the players like vibing to the music and all that, and I see hockey players. I'm like, I don't know. Is it like? But it's changing a little yeah. bit, like. <laughs> is it true, like, no, but seriously, I want to hear you. So I'm going to throw it to you first. Like, is it true that the hockey is conservative? I would say somewhat, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like it's definitely more old school. Like, Did you try you, to you change know? that when you were playing, George? Well, like, I, I you could, played with I could, dreads, right? I, I could admit that didn't fit in a conservative world <laughs> because I was out there. Okay. I, was, I had a basketball, football mentality, and mm -hmm. every press guy that was beside me we even always do interviews they could yeah. tell you that and it got me in trouble sometimes i could admit it but you know what today the nhl to grow the games they are encouraging guys to be more out there right because you know a conservative sport if players are too conservative mm -hmm. how do you help grow the game you want everybody to get to know you if mm -hmm. you want people to know the athletes you need to know their personality showing personality is huge mm -hmm. and i feel like the more that kids can relate to players mm -hmm. the more that kids can get to know players so players of color mm -hmm. and you know there's the younger kids you know who who might watch hockey and you know there might be a, a black kid and and he might not see anyone that looks like him or maybe acts like him on the ice and and uh 
And I feel like there needs to be more, I'd say, coverage around mm-hmm. you know how players really are, and and get mm-hmm. to show that that funk and the culture, yeah. and like and show they were humans, and and I feel like that would uh, go a long way. Yeah. What do you think, George, that uh, hockey can do uh, to be more inclusive? Because if we're talking about Black history, it's not just for fun. It's not just because February is around or because there's Black History Month, but really because hockey needs. Also, to have to be welcoming for everyone. So, what does hockey and the NHL and the clubs need to do to make it more welcoming to kids like you or Jordan? Well, I, I do work with the NHL for that exact purpose that you're just talking about, and it's with it starts with kids um, because uh, kids are the one that if they can't afford to get equipment, mm-hmm. they're not going to play. Uh, if kids don't know the role models that are out there, they're mm-hmm. not going to get interested. So what we do right now, we do a lot of program where we give them equipment, we're skating in different communities, we're making hockey accessible to them to get them interested. Because as we know, the more minorities that get it, especially playing hockey mm-hmm. as a kid, uh, you know, will eventually when they grow, uh, mm-hmm. decide if it's a sport that they want to pursue, right? So it starts with the kids, it starts with the education with the parents, because When you say hockey is a white man's sport, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still work to be done to mm-hmm. show that hockey is safe because we say hockey is for everyone. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully it's going to improve. It's a work in progress. We can't stop. And the campaigns like we do today surely is going to help. So, Jordan, hearing George talk about the incidents and everything happened, I have a mixed-race kid, uh, looks a little bit like you. She wants to play hockey. What should I tell her? Or What would you tell her if she hesitates and she's like, ah, oh, well, I don't know if I want to play hockey or maybe soccer or football. I'm not, I'm not too sure what I want to play. Like, what would you tell? Um, whatever she has most fun doing, you should play that. Uh, I mean, regardless of, you know, what other players might look like or, or what background she's from or, or um, whatever she loves to do, she should do. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. Yeah. You're ready to be a dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Not just yet, if you yeah. want to sleep. <laughs> All right. George, you said you're working with the NHL. To make that saying true, hockey is for everyone. What do you think that people can do to help? People who aren't minorities, how can they be allies? How can they help hockey to be welcoming? Okay, so before, um, it was only minorities that we're talking about issues. Mm-hmm. Now there's, you know, people that are white that are joining and they're talking about the issues and they want to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you one of the best example. Jacob Slavin that plays for the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. He adopted a young black kid. And he talked about the experience of racism of having adopted a black, a black kid, a black daughter, mm-hmm. and what he has to go through in a society, even though he's white. Just that example, having him come in to talk about this publicly has made a huge help. And, you know, you don't have to obviously to adopt a young minority to be an ally, but people that comes in different campaigns that we do uh, to come in, and let's say there's a couple, you know, communities in Montreal that are more minorities that are there. And if you have white players that goes there, you know, to talk to them, introduce hockey to them, when you say hockey is for everyone is, You're not afraid to go in these communities. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid to go there, play hockey with them, having fun with them, to show that, you know, color is not important. You know, hockey is a sport. In the NHL, it's the United Nations. People are from all over the place. And today, uh, in these last couple of years, it's the first time that I've seen a movement where now everybody gets involved. Mm-hmm. The color does not matter. 
and everybody are demanding change. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say now it's a step in the right direction because it's a fight that we're all in it together. We all want the same respect. And it's awesome that, uh, you know, the groups that are all united, people come from all over. George, talk about coming forward, being an ally, sharing experiences. Uh, you're here because of that, because you voiced it out. You said like, hey, I have experience with being mixed race and coming from uh, African-American background, but also uh, different background than everyone. How do you think that your, your teammates, uh, people you grew up with, people in hockey in general, can get involved and just a little bit like you're trying to do with kids that look like to, that look up to you how do you make hockey more welcoming um like a lot of the i'd say negativity or hatred or, or racism i feel like a lot of time comes from ignorance you know people who are maybe sheltered growing up or taught that you know black people don't play hockey or, or whatnot or or come from you know maybe a household that that might be uh like racist at home. And so I feel like a lot of the time it's just building relationships, just talking, you know, having conversations, having tough conversations. Um, but what we're doing here today, regardless of your background, I think that that's huge because once you get to know people um, and, you know, people might be scary or intimidating at first, but when you get to know people and, and, and just talk to them, I feel like that, that really would go a long way into you know, being more inclusive and, you know, really getting the facts behind situations and people and, and just getting to know them, um, it can only help. All right. Guys, thanks. It was that easy? Awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>